peace of our Lord be with you. One imagines that the plumb line will someday go the way of the typewriter and the phone booth, replaced, no doubt, by some sort of precision, laser-light smartphone app. But back when I was working as the smallest guy in the wheelbarrow brigade on the Lake Wildwood construction crew in the hot Georgia summer of 72, no self-respecting block layer or brick mason would show up at a work site without a plumb line. A long cord with a heavy metal weight attached to the end so that it could be hung vertically to provide a guide to help the builders stay straight as they worked their way from floor to ceiling each new round of blocks or bricks measured against the stern standard of the plumb line, which appears to be something like what Amos saw in this morning's lesson from the book which bears his name. When Amos had a vision in which he saw the Lord holding a plumb line and saying, Behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. Now, careful speech requires us to say that many, if not most, scholars of the Hebrew Bible question whether or not the word plumb line in this passage actually meant that in the original Hebrew from which our Bibles were translated. But linguistic uncertainties notwithstanding, Amos' image of the plumb line has long served as a small sign of the great truth that the people of God then and now have a central standard against which to measure our words and actions. A moral compass by which to live our lives, what the book of Amos calls a plumb line. In fact, based on what Jesus is reported to have said in Matthew chapter 22, it appears that even Jesus had a plumb line against which Jesus measured everything which came to him in life. When asked in Matthew chapter 22 which commandment mattered most, Jesus did not say they all count the same. Rather, Jesus said the one which matters most is the one which calls us to love God with all that is in us Followed closely, he continued, 
by the one which calls us to love others the way we want others to love us. After which, a verse later, Jesus is reported to have said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Making those two commandments, love for God and loving all others the way we want all others to love us, Jesus' plumb line clear central standard against which all else must be measured. So, of course, it does not surprise us in the least when in the Gospel of John, Jesus reaches past Deuteronomy 22.22 to embrace in grace the woman who was found in adultery. And it doesn't surprise us in the least when Jesus reaches beyond Exodus chapter 20 and verse 9 to heal the man with the withered hand on the Sabbath. Because even though Deuteronomy 22:22 said she should die and Exodus 20 verse 9 said he should wait, Jesus had a plumb line against which he unapologetically measured every other verse of Scripture and every other word of tradition, making his plumb line and ours love for God and love for others. You've known people who've lived that way. You know some people who live that plumb line kind of life. People of such grounded integrity and generous empathy that while they certainly still have their failures and flaws, compulsions and limits, they instinctively refer every issue and decision to that plumb line which runs through the heart of their soul, love for God and love for others. The kind of people I call conservative in the mirror and liberal through the window. When they are looking in the mirror at themselves, they hold themselves to the sternest of standards of integrity and truth. And then, when they look through the window at others, they are as liberal as God. As liberal with their embrace and welcome as the God whose plan from the first has been to redeem and welcome all at the last, according to this morning's lesson from Ephesians. That's the plumb line life. The kind of life which meets the measure of the central standard of love for God and love for others. 
which, needless to say, is not always an easy, simple, or even safe way to live. Just look at what happened to John the Baptist in today's Gospel lesson, where being true to his moral plumb line got him killed. Or think about Archbishop Oscar Romero standing at the altar serving communion in a chapel in El Salvador on March the 24th, 1980, when a government-sponsored assassin killed him with a gunshot from the back of the sanctuary. Oscar Romero's blood mingled with the blood of Jesus because Oscar Romero had a plumb line by which he lived his life, which made him such an advocate for those who had been marginalized and oppressed that those who had an interest in keeping the marginalized marginalized had him killed. When I think about that, I think to myself, how tragic and unjust and sad that is, but for us, I mean, honestly, seriously, would you rather live a long life without a plumb line or a short life with one? Isn't the answer to that so easy? Of course, we would rather live briefly with a plumb line we meet than live a long time with what? <laughs> Safety, security, prosperity. Oh, folks, that's the American dream. And that's fine. But that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ calls us to live a life that has a plumb line to which we bend everything else because that's the central standard of our lives by which all else must be measured of course, it's highly unlikely that you and I will ever face that sort of life and death moment. Rather, rather than getting to die for our plumb line, we will probably have to live with our plumb line. Makes me think about Frank, I don't know Frank's last name, but Frank apparently owned a small town Main Street Cafe in Louisiana back in the early 1960s. The great Fred Craddock, maybe the 20th century's greatest preacher that we know of, had gone to 
this small town in Louisiana to preach. And after the services one day, Frank said, Preacher, come by the cafe one day this week after the lunch crowd has died down. I need to talk to you. So a couple of days later, one or two o'clock in the afternoon, Fred Craddock made his way to Frank's cafe. He and Frank sat down at a corner table away from any other customers. And Frank said, Preacher, what am I going to do about that curtain? Fred Craddock said, What curtain are you talking about, Frank? Frank pointed to a wall, a ceiling to floor, wall to wall, thick drape, which separated the large front white part of the cafe from the small back black part of the cafe. It's 1961, 1962. Frank said to Fred Craddock, I'm talking about that curtain. Because, preacher, if I take that curtain down, I will lose my business. But if I leave it up, I will lose my soul. Ah, Frank had a plumb line. Having a plumb line will not make your life simpler or safer or easier. Having a plumb line will give you a measure to live up to. It will affect every corner of your life. Your words, your silences, your politics, your economics, your actions, what you save, what you spend. It's not another religious something to add to your already overburdened life. It is rather the measure of all things to which you subject your every word and silence, action and conviction. The plumb line life is not reserved for special saints or super Christians. It is just the life to which all of us who have chosen to follow Jesus are called. The law of love written on our hearts. The moral compass to which we instinctively refer every issue and every question. Love for God and love for others. Jesus' plumb line and ours. Amen.